Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. Coming up, the team is going to talk about how we all got here. Coming up next, from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged, episode 804 for the week of May 12th, 2015. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the show, coming to you live from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, John Magi. Hi, everybody. Kevin Close. Hi, everybody. Teresa Eccles. Hello. Corey Martin. Still happy to be here. And back in the production, our associate producer, Craig Williams, on the switcher. Hi. Along with Rhino Clavin and our producer, Dustin West. I'm happier than Corey. (laughs) So uh, uh, we regularly get emails from uh, our listeners and our viewers um, wanting to know how it is we all came to be doing this. And I know we had done a show a few years back, I think a couple times over the last almost nine years that we have been doing this show. We've kind of talked about this, but... Um, you know, very for- we're very grateful and very fortunate that our audience continues to grow. It certainly has grown quite a bit in the last year, and it's more than doubled since we went to video. And so as a result of that, um, I thought maybe it would be a good time to kind of do this show again and kind of give everybody a little background, kind of get to know everybody a little bit better in terms of how they got here and uh, all that good stuff. So who am I going to start with? Actually, let's why, why don't we do it chronologically? Why don't you start, and we talk about how then everybody sort of got added, or go the opposite way and start with the newbies. Start with yeah, I think or we start should. Start in the middle, <laughs> or go by age. Oh my God! You really want to do that? <laughs> how about we take questions from chat? <laughs> there is no chat. Uh, no. We don't have well, no. why don't we start with Rhino? I'm going to start with Rhino. Yeah, I want to Rhino, know, too. How, why are you here? Tell the like story. I was somebody else to go first because I was like, how do they format this? And I was like, I'll just hear how everybody else tells their story. <laughs> as far as we're concerned, um, Rhino just showed up one day. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's like, 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 as a matter of fact, we said, who's the guy in the plaid shirt? <laughs> <laughs> I've been living in the bushes outside for about two years now. Um, how did I get started here? Uh, well, my good friend over here, Dustin and I, have known each other for, uh, I don't know, like four years now? Five yeah. years now? Yeah. Um, and he started here, and that's how I learned about the Diz and stuff. And he would always tell me about work, and um, and I was finishing school at the time. And and school for? Uh, for so I went to school for film at UCF, and uh, I graduated last May. And um, I had been looking for like a job over the summer, uh, unsuccessfully, and I was a little down on myself, and. Uh, he came in and told like a guardian me guardian angel yeah swooped in <laughs> uh, and uh, no he he told me about the possibility of an opportunity here and um, I always thought it was just like really I loved hearing stories about Dustin's time here and I loved like the uh, opportunity and so he just brought me in to meet with Pete and uh, no it was Pete Craig Dustin I met Julie, Julie. that day too um yeah, for for a dinner that was very nice. I had a lot of fun. If I hadn't gotten hired, it still would have been a great evening. I really enjoyed myself. And I think you had the filet. 
I did have the fillet. You are correct. Yeah. I went I to the yachtsman. I was very overwhelmed that night, too. I was sweating through several shirts, and I was, you know, of all places to go eat, the first night it was the yachtsman, and I'm, you know, small town guy sitting there just trying not to eat with the wrong fork or sip my wine and yes, correct. That's small, how we are. Small town, <laughs> small town girl making her way in the world. <laughs> we judge your fork usage. <laughs> yeah. So you it's a John were, a, song. were you a Disney fan? Uh, yeah. Oh, um, so I worked for Disney. Well, we, it's all started back in the year 1985 when I was birthed from my mother. Um, <laughs> Are you sorry you started with Rhino now? 85? 85? I have to go. Yeah. Yeah. Great. He's older than me. My uh, great-grandmother, uh, she lived down here, uh, and so we would take a road trip every year down here, and one of the things was we would get rewarded with a trip to Disney. We had to save all our... Can't, we used to recycle everything. I would go through the recyclables with my grandparents, and I would save all my bottles and cans and glasses, and and that would be my Disney money to pay for the trip. So we used to come like it's every like a year. John Steinbeck novel. And uh, <laughs> yeah. there was a turtle crossing the road very slowly for two chapters at the beginning. But if for anybody who's read The Grapes of Wrath, but good, um, good reference. Uh, Anyway, so that's where I got started on Disney. And also we watched all the Disney movies as kids. And then, um, you know, fast forward to like 2007, I wanted to, I moved down here to go to school. And it took a little while to get that process started. Um, but my grandmother had passed away at that point, my great-grandmother. And so I just felt like I wanted to come here because I never did while she was here. And um, I started working at Disney and that got me the behind the scenes magic a little bit. And that's, you know. I don't know. I don't know what to say about Disney. It's just always been present in my life, I guess. That's what I wanted to hear. Okay, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm a Sorry, fan. I'm a fan. I, I'm not, get... I'm... <laughs> I didn't say a word. I don't know how else to tell you guys. And you were a I'm cast very... member, right? I was, yeah. Where did you work? Um, at Hollywood Studios. I worked in the Backlands. Um, I did Lights, Motors, Action, and the, the first half of the Backlot toward the water tank, which I... Really enjoyed it. I think that's my favorite place I've I've worked down here. Um, well, you got to introduce one of the world's greatest directors, Michael, Michael Bay. Bay. My favorite director, Michael <laughs> Bay. That was the line. I was it, I had to grind my teeth in my sleep over that one. But <laughs> but it was you know it's fun. It was it was it was kind of like uh it it was uh you know all fate I feel like because I'm going to school for film and I started working at that attraction that's like you know we're filming a movie and so it was you know. It was a good place to work while I was in school, and I am very happy for the opportunities that were afforded to me there. And um, you know, and I look forward to my time with the Diz right now. So awesome, good plug. Yeah, very nice, nice, nice way to end it. Okay, good. Thank you, Brian. Now let's talk to you, Craig. I'm okay. going to go in order of how the of how the backwards order. Yeah, cool. Uh, of how they joined the team. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how to start. Uh, where did you start again? 1985. Yeah. Oh, wait, With the <laughs> <laughs> he started at birth. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, let's not try to do that for uh, everybody. Okay. And there were turtles. And I was I was born a poor black child <laughs> in <laughs> Pittsburgh. And oh, we're gonna get letters. Craig at wdwinfo.com. <laughs> it's a jerkrack. <laughs> uh, email Steve Martin. Uh, anywho, uh, no, born and raised. Well, not I was born in Ohio, raised in uh, Pittsburgh area. Uh, that's where I went to college in the, for, in the cotton fields of Pennsylvania. Very, very correct there. Uh, and so I went to school for uh, communication. Originally, I wanted to be an engineer, and I uh, had a bit of a bad habit of not wanting to go to class. Uh, but you got the and, brain for that. Yeah, I do have. Well, I mean, if I had the brain for it, I would have went to class and showed up and 
would have done well. Uh, but I switched to communication because I was actually passionate about it. I liked making videos, stuff like that. Um, and I was on the way to being a, uh, a, hopefully a reporter or a cameraman for a news company. And then I made kind of a, a little bit of a mistake in my life that, uh, I don't, I don't like to think about much anymore, but either way, I couldn't get a job in that field anymore because of it. Whoa, whoa, whoa okay, wait, I need more on that. Tell me later, okay. Okay, later. Okay. Uh, no, now. <laughs> let's just say I made a mistake while driving one night. I didn't kill anyone, but I made a mistake while driving, and you have to have a good record if you want to drive around news trucks all day. So uh, I kind of had nothing else to do because I didn't know what to do in my area of the land. Uh, so I decided to apply for the Disney College program, and I got rejected. And uh, I don't remember why. Where's my tissue? So, uh, yeah, I know. It's a very sad story. You'll want it. Uh, and I am a storyteller. So uh, complaining about my turtle crossing the road. And it's raining outside. It's just all gotten very sad right right now. Really? It's like God is crying or something. Get these lights and just bring up the blues. So I didn't get accepted, so I decided to start a master's degree program. And uh, then while I was in uh, my graduate program, I was able to apply again because they'll take anyone who's technically in school and then that's whenever I got accepted and I had my pleasant time at Test Track with my nice little uh, Disney firing that I've talked about multiple times throughout the show about how I was let go from the college program uh, for stupid reasons. And, uh, yeah, my life just has a lot of downs. <laughs> I was going to say, did anybody review his resume? <laughs> We're getting to the upswing. <laughs> Is it after the show? <laughs> yes. Uh, so... Then after I'm gone from hey, Disney, pot kettle black. I can't. <laughs> I can't criticize anybody. Uh, Disney didn't want me, so luckily Universal was in need, and they decided to pick me up. And then I spent time working at Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey, uh, working my way up there, and then becoming kind of a shift manager type position over at Dragon Challenge. And uh, one of the things I didn't learn in college was how to network, uh, probably because I wasn't going to class. Like I've already said. Uh, but luckily, my sister did go to class, and she learned how to network, and she listened to a uh, a podcast that I also listened to, but she was actually like way more obsessed to the point that she decided to friend all these people on Facebook that didn't know her, like Pete. And so whenever Pete put out the word, for they were looking for another video person for upcoming projects, she passed it along to me, and... I reached out to Pete and met with him and Dustin and uh, you had a caramel macchiato. Yeah, what? You had a caramel macchiato. Um, actually, no. I had a, I believe, a buffalo chicken pizza at Wolfgang Puck's Express. Yep. And then after that, we went and got ice cream at Ghirardelli. But I don't remember what I had. Everybody needs to talk about their food. All of yeah, you know, all of these things do take place around food, and I'll tell you why. Because they all start out working for me like really thin. And in great shape, and my my goal is to make them fat. Thank you. I'm there. Should I come around. Oh, but and you model came myself? this way. I well, no, I've gained fifty pounds since I've been you in have this. Not I have. 50 I have. It's your oh, fault. God is her. God is her. I smell workers' comp. Oh no, you didn't. <laughs> um, so I play most of it on John because the tension. But okay, <laughs> but. Um, yeah, it seems like all all these stories somehow revolve around food. So it's a good place. I just said to John, I don't think I had my interview dinner. 
you didn't have an interview. He's just like, I want to hire him. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Don't give away my story. Uh, <laughs> that's it. Kevin doesn't have to go. <laughs> so Wolfgang Puck Express, I met with them and everything went well. I freelanced and did a lot of random videos for the next couple months. And then right before we took the podcast live on video every week that's whenever pete told me that he actually wanted me to be a part of this in a longer term sense so i humbly accepted and waved goodbye to universal and theme park worlds and uh and yeah now i'm i'm here well universal universal really changed your life didn't it oh it, it absolutely changed my life uh it set me on a good track, as you could tell from my sad, sad story. I had a lot of, I had a lot of downslopes. So then, but there Uni- was one particular thing at Universal <coughs> that really changed. Oh your well, life. that's that's where I uh, broke the rules once again, and I was, uh, I met Kylie there. I was. Oh, okay. I was, I was trying like, to think. I, know. Yeah, I met Kylie it? there. Okay. So, I didn't know that. And, uh, they have rules about uh, meeting people. Uh, they have rules about their, yeah, I wasn't allowed to fraternize with my employee because technically I was one step, two, three, four steps above her. So she it was just added a few in there. It, it was very frowned upon, but, you know, we did it the right way in secret. And then <laughs> and now, now engaged to be married. And uh, I, I don't think too many of our listeners or viewers have had the, the pleasure of meeting Kylie. Um, but you want to talk about just the most lovely, sweet, wonderful girl. And, you know, we all say behind his back, what the hell is she doing? <laughs> but, is, uh, does she know his story? <laughs> <laughs> it's the best thing that ever happened. Oh, yeah, no, she absolutely is. Oh, yeah. The, I mean, this job and her, it all just kind of comes together. I mean, she's a lot of the reason why I actually, you know, put a foot forward. I didn't want to just work at Universal the rest of my life and... You know, she was there in secret, right beside me, motivating me to reach out pushing, and uh, pushing their I believe she dressed me whenever I went to meet Pete and Dustin for the first time. <laughs> yes. So and apparently she, she stopped. Yeah, I was about to say she's not perfect at <laughs> everything. <laughs> no, she's a very important part of my life, uh, as is everything with the Diz. And uh, now I've I've had a I've had a weird ride, but it's been a good ride. Awesome. Yeah. Good. And both of these, both of these men back there, uh, really have Dustin to thank for being here because uh, uh, Dustin was the person who recommended uh, Rhino uh, to come on board, and Dustin was the one who said to me as we were getting everything ready to go, uh, go to start doing live shows that we're going to need another person, and that's when we put the call out on Facebook, and Craig, uh, Craig got the job. So let's talk to you, Dustin. Well, it started in a cotton field in Pennsylvania. Um, no, I was born and raised in Lynchburg, Virginia. And <gasps> uh, we're doing that we're again. Doing that I, knew, I knew this. I can't clutch my pearls yeah. if I know these. So uh, for those of you in Elberg, what's up? Um, that was, I'd never do that again. Okay. Um, I'm never going to do that again. Uh, then I, I went to uh, Virginia Commonwealth University, VCU in Richmond, Virginia, for filmmaking. Uh, I did that after several failed attempts to get into other film schools. Um, and throughout that time, I did two college programs uh, for Disney. 
and really, really liked it. You were a huge Disney fan from the time you I were have kid. been a Disney fan since uh, since birth. I went to Disney when I was like six months old or something like that, and haven't stopped going ever since. And my parents were lucky enough to be able to take us quite often, um, it, you know, at least every other year, um, if not more. And had yeah, had been a huge fan. And then I actually found out about the college program on the Diz boards because I was going through the uh, the different boards and saw the the college board, which um, at this point in time has predominantly become about the college program that that um, that particular board and learn more and more about it and I can't remember if I've told this story uh, on the show but when I went for a in-person interview for the um, Disney College program they didn't have one at my school but they had one at the uh, school uh, just down the road uh, unbeknownst to me was a I forget what they call it a historically black historically black college college right and and that was fine. And I go there, and the recruiter uh, looked at me and said, uh, "You've got the job right now." For, for it was right after the thing. He said it took a lot of guts for you to come here. I was like, I don't necessarily feel like Why this would it is take guts to go there? a bad place or anything like that. But he said, you know, you must really want it. It took a lot of guts to come here, and you must really want it if you're going to be here. And I and I was like, I just showed up for an interview, but uh, thanks. So. The next time I did the college program, I went back there again and got uh, uh, the same uh, the same deal. Um, so after I graduated, uh, had some had some bad stuff happen in my life, and decided I was not going to be in Virginia anymore. So I decided to pick up and go somewhere else, and the only place I knew was down here, down here near Disney and in Orlando, and. Worked at Disney for a little while. In fact, I moved down here without a job or anything. I got the job once I moved down here, and that was a that was a scary point in my life, not knowing what I was going to do or where I was going to live. Um, and worked at Disney for about a year, and all the while, for basically since this show has started, I have been listening to this show. So, you know, I come down here also with a real hope that. I'm going to do whatever I can to meet you guys. And even if it's just to meet you and, and be friends or whatever. Um, but also the, the pipe dream being to, to work with you guys. I've got pictures of you at Disney, like lurking in the background. Yeah. And if I wasn't lurking in the background, I was clinging onto you and Kathy and Skip Potter. Yes. <laughs> um, so uh, throughout that year I was working at Disney, there were things on Facebook, things on the show saying, hey, we're doing a meet here, we're doing, uh, we'll be in the parks here, and I just went to every single one that I could. I think um, met John and Kevin, uh, spent, I met everybody, except for Pete wasn't there at that one. The Polynesian uh, meet. At the Polynesian meet, but spent most of my time talking to you guys, um, and then eventually we went out to dinner, and... Uh, well, you had actually messaged me on Facebook at one point. <laughs> oh, yeah. That you were... Uh, a film student and you wanted to come like hang out in the studio and watch how we did what yeah, we did yeah, we had just and hired I, somebody yeah. and, well no it wasn't even to, about a job it was just you know he was, yeah, was wanted to come like see how we how we did the show he's a fan of the show and uh, I said to him oh absolutely you know I'm going to be away but I'll have somebody reach out to you and set it up for you to come over 
be at a show while you know while I'm away, and I just blow him off. Yeah. Um, and then I harassed Kevin, and he said, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Which usually happens. <laughs> There's a funny story about that. We were with some other people that day, and we were all just talking, and I said, do you all want to go out to dinner? And we went, out, we went to Celebration Town Tavern. And I said to the other two, well, make sure you invite your friend Dustin. And they said, well, we don't really know him. We just met him. I'm like, invite him anyway. <laughs> so we all went out to dinner. Yeah. And then John passed... The good word. ...your information over to me saying he wants to do video, which I passed on to Corey. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Corey reached out to you. Yeah. Spent some good time with Corey uh, before all this happened. Spent some good time with Corey at the uh, Down Syndrome uh, Association um, the walk. I remember that. Uh, yeah. Too. Again, clinging on to Corey. Clinging on to somebody I know. Yeah, the first video I had to do was the um, Mickey's Christmas party. Yeah, Christmas party overview. What yeah. year was that? 2012. 2011. Yeah. 2011. The Christmas of 2011. <laughs> and then you were hired in April. Yeah, and that that's... We've, we've mentioned that story a few times on the show, but uh, for the, uh, the the press crews or the uh, media crews for the fantasy was kind of my my trial run. I remember yeah. that. You I remember mean, when you were going to that? Well, yeah. we had we had set that was in January. I we had set March. Dustin up. We needed somebody to help uh, cover that, and we had tapped Dustin to uh, work with Corey covering the the fantasy cruise. Um, and between the time we set that up and the time the cruise actually happened. I had a position open up, I had a full-time position open up, and uh, driving to the port for that cruise, I called Corey and said, "Okay, this is his job interview. I want to see how he does." And uh, I said, "So put him through, put him through his paces." Well, mean, meanwhile, He's... I'm driving to the port on the phone with my brother. Is he ever going to offer me a job? <laughs> what is happening? I don't know. And, He's still uh, on his interview. <laughs> Just one long. I think it's important to note we get a lot of emails from folks I want to be part of your show how do I become part of your team how do I do it these guys are a good example of you know there's a lot of trial by fire we want to see how you work Mm -hmm. and how you are before we're just going to bring you in uh, uh, also though a lot of it is just timing and right place right time you know there's uh, a lot of people that live you know all over the country that would love to work for us Um, but you know generally speaking you know we need people here in Orlando and uh, it's you know something opens up and I kind of look at the landscape I prefer to go with somebody that I know or someone that knows someone I know so that there's some kind of you know I'm not taking a a huge risk uh, in hiring them but it you know I and Dustin in particular did it right Um, he never got up in our grill about wanting a job he showed up different places put himself forward you know um he he said to us at one point i just want to do work in video i'll even do it for free uh i did say that and you know just kind of made him and it's not easy to break into this i'm sorry it's just not um there's a lot of people that kind of like i said they get up on our grill about it and that's a complete turnoff. The minute you do that, the minute you come to me and say, "I want a job," you're not getting a job. Yeah, um, you're not going to get a job. It's all it's all very it's all very flowing and natural. There's not a lot of you know cold calls uh, or cold emails, I should say, of saying, "Hey, you know, I have a resume. Here it is." You know, it's more get to know people, be at the right place, right time. You know, have a talent that is you know needed. You, needed. 
Um, well, I should point out this. Well, I had a the fun Disney fact about Dustin and I actually, without knowing each other, were working under the same like where we worked at Hollywood Studios. We it was the same area of the thing, so we had the exact same managers. Yeah, we but I didn't meet you till the next year. Yeah, yeah it was, so it was really weird to hear you telling me these stories where I'm like, I know this person, like I know this person. <laughs> but um, we also worked on a film, a short film, like I uh, directed, and he was the. I was a photographer, like in. That's right when I moved. Well, we had known each other for a little, little, little while, and yeah. I was just itching to do something. And that was my first, like, I took a lot away from that because that was our first, like, close. To, I think mm-hmm. that would be the first time that we like hung out. We were closer and had a lot of campfire stories that night, like literally. <laughs> but does anyone um, else think that Dustin's story is the plot to All About Eve? No, I know. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh, that's why I'd heard it before, <laughs> right? Wow! Hanging around the stage door. <laughs> just kidding. I don't. I'm not. You do know that makes you Betty Davis, right? Yeah. Well, it's not a stretch. <laughs> um, anyway, I'm here, and I love everything about it. I wouldn't trade any of it for anything. I really wouldn't. Awesome. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Does someone want to give a quick recap of Jenny Lynn, or do we? Or would she rather tell her own story? I think they should all tell their own story. Right. Yeah. They're not here, so they don't get to tell their story. We're we gonna do this again. We'll do this again we'll when other people are here. Make up a story for her. That's right. Um, that leads to me, right? I'm next. Yeah, well, I found Jenny Lynn on OBT. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Doesn't help. No purse. I had my eye. <laughs> that was Michael Mafrisi's father. <laughs> I had my eye on Jenny Lynn for a good, solid two or three years. Oh, I got my um, eye on her. And uh, she was always on my radar, and I always said to Corey, her, I want her. Then... Well, we'll let her tell her story. But Voila, there she is, huh? So, moving on to the lovely and talented right. Ms. Teresa Eccles. Harken back to a simpler time. <laughs> no, I came... You were talking about things opening up, and it just kind of happens. Pete is my brother-in-law. Always will be. And you would come to visit. And I remember when you came... It was like New Year's 2008. Was, yeah, New Year's, New Year's Eve, 2008 yeah. in that time frame. Holiday decorations are still up and setting the picture for you. It was real pretty. They were you were wearing your holiday clothes? I was wearing my holiday clothes. And, you know, Pete's always on the phone taking calls, and he was talking to Corey, and I remember all that going, Ooh, what's going on? What's going on? And then we had a good time. We had a great and time. And then they came back to Florida. A couple months later, Bob died. And in the same time frame, my husband's job was being phased out. So I get this call from Pete, and he's like, hey, what do you think about well, this? Well, let me, let me just add a little bit to add this. Add your part to it, yeah. That visit was the first time I'd really spent time right. with you guys. We had come down here a couple times right, for but holiday, but you'd been I, to my house before. I remember saying to Walter, driving home from that trip, that... She's a freak, right? Yes, that she's a freak. <laughs> that, you know what? She's got, she's got real game. She's got real game. She's smart. She's resourceful. She, you could just see it that, you know, she could, you know, really really be a great asset to any company that she was working for. And I said to Walter, if an opportunity ever presents itself, she's in my head. She's on my list. That's a good place to be. Mm-hmm. It's a very, very, very good place to be. When I spot something, I don't may not have a position right then and there, but you're on my radar. And so when something opens up, ah. Now, obviously, I never, ever expected that the opening would be the pa- Bob's passing. Um, but Bob handled certain things uh, for for me and, and for dreams that I needed somebody I needed somebody to fill in, and right around that time, 
Kelvin's job got phased out. Yeah. And part of the job, in, you know, was the house you were living in. Right. We were living on the farm that um, gorgeous that he was man. He was doing taking care of the orchids and taking care of their flowers for them. It was a huge like eight hundred acre farm, and they had built us a house on twenty two acres on the side of the farm, and we'd lived there for ten years, and um, so. With the job leaving, also the house was going too. So, you know, we were kind of, he was looking for a job. I was working in a daycare teaching three and four year olds and kind of at the end of my rope with that, thinking, you know, this isn't something I want to do forever because, you know, I barely like my own children. I don't want other people. Anyway, <laughs> so, um, no, so Pete called me and we talked numerous times on the phone. And then um, I flew down Father's Day weekend of 2008. And that's when I met. I had I got two dinners out of this. I oh. got two meals. My first one, I think, was with you guys. Yeah, Universal. At Universal. Mama Della's. Mama Della's, yeah. And I was really You had the chicken the parm. I'm just, I, I, don't, the, I, don't, I don't know what you I had. Think I had the eggplant parm. I don't know. <laughs> and then the very next night, we were over at Downtown Disney and met um, John and Kevin. And best I, night of your life. I was the best. And I remember. And here's what I remember. I, I thought it was like an interview. And I remember after we left or later on, because I was worried about meeting Pete. You didn't worry me, or meeting John. You didn't worry me so much because I felt real comfortable with you, but don't forget about him. <laughs> I remember Pete leaning over and saying, you got the job whether John likes you or not, or something like that. I'm going, oh, okay, good. <laughs> so anyway, but going back before that. I don't think I would have said that. No, it was something. I don't know what it was. It I don't was think I would have said. Yeah. It's not an interview. I don't remember what it was. Well, but, I think I guess I, you know, None of these people sitting in this room got hired without him oh, right, on board. Oh, right, right. I know. Um, so if he's not on board, if he says, no, I don't like this, or I don't think this person's right, it's you know, I may go back and forth with him, but if he says no, then it's no. That's no. Um, and so, So you know, evidently he didn't say no. <laughs> no, clearly you're here, right? Clearly. You didn't say I didn't say no. <laughs> so, she has um, seen the list of stipulations. Huh? I know. She can't come anywhere near me. She must sit across the table. But going back, um, Disney was always in my life, but never to the point where I'm going to be in the parks and I'm going to be doing all of this. Because Disney's always in everybody's life if you're, you know, I mean, I can't imagine anybody. Especially if you have that. kids. Right, if you have you know? kids. I mean, we went. As a child, we were always going to go see Computer War, Tennis Shoes, Love Bug, all the Disney movies, and the, and of course watching it on television. But once we got down here, I got a crash course. I did not know. I do not remember you telling me that I was going to be on the podcast when I was hired. I don't think. Oh, none of us knew that. Yeah, I don't think <laughs> because I sat in the peanut <laughs> gallery. We were going to be on the podcast, for, so it's not a surprise. I remember I started working Fourth of July weekend was when I moved here, and. I, you had said come over and sit in the peanut gallery for the show and I did all summer long and then at some point you said to me you know you are going to have to speak at some point and I was terrified because I, I wasn't going to man we haven't been able to shut her up ever since know, so. <laughs> but no but my job has evolved through mm -hmm. the company you know it's kind of but I'm loving it now I mean I've loved it all along but well I think we found the right track for you my spot Send me you know, out where nobody an agent, hangs out with me. <laughs> being an agent. No, you know what? All kidding aside, outstanding agent for I Dreams. I enjoy that. I, enjoy I mean, that, yeah. really, from get the get-go, she was has been an outstanding agent for Dreams. And the job she does managing the Welcome Center, I just can't get, heap enough praise on her. Um, it's fun. You know, when you had, and, and, and this is what I think I saw all those years ago. 
Um, that you should work by yourself. I should work by myself. <laughs> at the point. Sixty minutes away. You know, again, all kidding aside, all kidding aside with this. You know, we can joke yeah. with her all we want about certain things, but when it comes to the job she does, I don't want to joke about that. That's uh, she's she's amazing. She has done such an incredible job as like I said, as an agent, but also you know managing the welcome center. She's she's out there with one or two other people depending on the day. Yeah. Um, and she makes sure that all the things that have to get done at the Welcome Center, and it's not an easy job, especially right now that we're shipping all of these yeah, bags out to our clients. Uh, any of our cruise clients now leaving, you know, anywhere if you're... No. No. Well... <laughs> leaving Port, out of Port Canaveral, sailings out of Port Canaveral. Oh, you're not doing everywhere? We have something else we're working on for that. Okay. Um, <laughs> again, they just roll me out for parties, kids. Um, but... You know, managing all that and making it run so that really John and I don't have to worry about it. Um, you know, you can't put a price tag on that. So, um, you know, so thrilled. And then coming here to the show every, you know, whenever you need me here, that's fun. And she's got a nice following on Facebook. Yeah, nice little group of. Now you have your own spinoff. Say you have your own show. Now you have your own show. Spinoff. Really, Laverne and Shirley. Maud. You're the Maud to my Archie Bunker. Okay. <laughs> I'll be Maud. Covers my butt with her. You could be Florida from Good Times. <laughs> okay. Dynamite. Makes Max JJ. Okay. <laughs> but no, that's kind of my world. That's, and yeah. she is. She is crying. I am weeping. I haven't weeped in days. It only like took 45 seconds from the time she started. What? Are you like clocking? I it? did. <laughs> I go days and do not shed a tear, people. So and let's. All right. Well, thank you, Teresa. That's how Teresa got here. Let's talk to you, Mr. Close. Actually, he's next. No, you uh, are. You were next. Corey was hired before. Corey was hired before. Oh, that's you. true. I was. I was born in 1975, and my mother's Diane von Furstenberg. <laughs> <laughs> I've told my story several times. I came to Disney in 1971. My mom and dad made sure that my brother and I, she saw it on TV. And we were coming to Florida, and we spent a great deal of time. My mom always, it seemed, I was 11, but I remember my mom spending time making phone calls, and we had no idea why. And I was sitting in a car one day. I can take you to the bridge in Daytona Beach where the phone booth was, and my brother and I saw her, and she started jumping up and down in this phone booth. We thought she had been stung by a bee. (laughs) And she came out, and she said, we got it, we got it. We're going to Disney World. And... In 1971, this wasn't on my radar. I didn't know what Disney World was. Apparently, she had seen a show on Walt Disney's Wonderful World of Color where they talked about this, and she decided that when the time came, she was taking her family there. And we had gone to Daytona Beach, so she told my brother and I we were going to come to Walt Disney World, and we were kind of upset that we had to leave the beach. This just didn't mean anything to us. And that was in December of 1971, and it changed my life. I spent the rest of my teenage years and into my 20s and even into my 30s plotting how I was going to get back to Walt Disney World and how I was going to get back to Central Florida. And in 1994, um, I had been involved in a relationship that was a dead end. It just wasn't going anywhere. Um, And I decided it was time to start over. I lived in Albany, and Albany seemed like a very small town at the time. Um, It felt like I had been everywhere and done everything, and I decided I was moving to Florida. I was teaching kindergarten at the time, and I gave my notice, and I moved to Florida in December of 1994. Now, I had been coming 
since 71, and we bought a house in 1987. But I moved here full-time in 1994, and I worked for a timeshare company. I was a customer service rep, and then I was a customer service supervisor. And I went to Disney World, and I had a great time. And in 2001, I met John. We met on the Internet, and we went out to dinner. You met on the internet? What is hair like? ChristianMingle.com. Was it really a picture JD. of him you saw? Or was it 2001. You guys are pioneers. We met on AOL. Um, and we did t- Disney trivia. And we went out to dinner one night and have kind of been together ever since. Um, but I still worked for a timeshare. What company. was funny about that first night, though? What was funny about that first date? Oh. Is it about the cars? No. <laughs> it was about uh, downtown Disney. Oh, we went to Pleasure Island at like 6 o'clock at night. <laughs> and we both sort of walked around and thought, what are we doing? <laughs> there was nothing going on. Um, so uh, I was working for the timeshare company, and John was running Dreams Unlimited Travel. And he used to say to me, you should go on the boards and talk about stuff on the boards. You're very knowledgeable about Disney. And I thought, Please don't any of you be offended. I thought, well, why would I want to go on the boards and talk to people about Disney? Disney's like a couple miles away. Why would I talk about it? It's right there. I don't need, I don't need, you know, verification that it's okay. Um, I now live here. So, and I, I went through this whole thing. I'm never going to post on the boards. I'm never going to post on the boards. Well, in 2004, I was downsized. I, let's just leave it to that. I was downsized from my job, and I was offered a different position with much less popular hours at a much lower rate. And I called John, and I said, I kind of, for all intents and purposes, have been fired. And he said, all right, well, don't move. And before (laughs) I got out of the parking lot, before I drove out of my parking space and out onto the road, John called me back, and he said, okay, come on home. You have a job. And I thought, all right, well, I can do this until I find a real job. And I was very gracious. I was hired within 15 minutes of losing my job, and that's certainly not something most people who lose a job can say. I had a very soft landing. And I started working for Diaz and the Dreams, and my job description fluctuates. Um, (laughs) It kind of is like, what needs to be done today? Do it. And it's okay. It's one of those. She's the Dowager Countess of the Diaz. That's right. I had a really hard time at first because I had come from an office environment and there was always people to talk to and there was always things going on and all of a sudden uh, I lived in a very small house, a 900 square foot house and a year after we met, John moved in and he had an office so he was on the other in a room and I sat at my dining room table, my office was on my dining room table and I thought I'm going to lose my mind. I'm not really good about this whole working alone thing. That is hard. And it I is. found that hard, too. And no one, I don't think people understand that. It, if you, I think it takes a special person to work independently. I mean, and we're not just talking work independently at your desk surrounded by an office building. I'm talking... Work alone. Work alone. And you have to like kind of motivate yourself to keep doing what you're doing because I love Lucy's always on. <laughs> yeah, it is. And you don't have to take your jammies off. That's right. Yeah. Um, I'm very lucky. I've always said I'm one of the luckiest guys on earth. I got a job that also changed my life. I have gotten to do and see and 
<coughs> experience things I never thought I would get to experience. And um, in 2011, May for March 1st of 2011, we were in New York City for the christening of the fantasy. Mm-hmm. And Pete and Walter said they wanted to go to um, Macy's. Macy's and buy a coat. So we had a car and a driver, and we dropped you off. And I said, John, what do you want to do? He said, let's go get our marriage license. So we drove down to... Um, oh, God. I've heard this before. I'm clutching my pearls. <laughs> we drove down to the clerk or the court or whatever it was called. And um, do you remember Selma Diamond from <laughs> Night Court? She was the lady we talked to. Basically. Yep. They pretty much pegs it. And we went to... We were there for the christening, and not the day after, but the day after that, we went all went back, and John and I got married. We, get, we, we got back to Macy's, and we picked up Walter and Pete, and they came out with their coats and showed us their coats, and they were very excited, and we talked about it. Drove for a couple blocks, and they turned and said, well, what did you guys do? You trumped them. <laughs> so huh? we went and got our marriage license. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> now, we did, had talked did, about did, this. Okay, I was going to say, did you know what all this was going to happen? Um, no, I... <laughs> We had talked about it, but we live in Florida where it was not legal. Yeah. And I kind of think that if you're going to protest and think you deserve the right to do something, that when you find yourself with the right to do it, you should take advantage of it. At least that's how I felt for us. Yeah. And we found ourselves in New York City, and it was kind of, should we do this? This should happen, yeah. I mean, we had been together for 10 years, so it, it wasn't like a spontaneous spur-of-the-moment thing. And aside from the fact that we now get to fill out one custom form and we file our joint taxes, it's <laughs> not really any different. I mean, there's not a huge difference. But we got married the day after that, and we went to the christening that night. Um, and I kept telling everybody that this was my reception. <laughs> 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 that they had hired Mariah Carey to sing for my reception. And the best story is, in the crowd was Tim Gunn from Project Runway. And as the festivities were breaking up, he walked in front of us. And I said, hi, Mr. Gunn. I'm a real big fan. I watch you every week on um, Project Runway. And I said, and John and I got married today. And he told us congratulations and how that was wonderful. And things had changed so much in our lifetime that we could do this. And then John said to him, and tomorrow we're going down to Canal Street and buy a baby. <laughs> All the air was sucked out of Tim Gunn's life. Tim Gunn did one of these <laughs> and walked away. I'm sure he's still telling people this story. Um, You're messed up. No. You're so messed up. So wrong. He avoided us for the rest of the evening. Anytime he would see us, he would like go around the edge of the room. But I have a great life. I have a wonderful life, and I have a wonderful job. It's a wonderful life. It is. I tell people all the time I'm the luckiest guy alive, and I I believe that. This is a job where Kevin really gets to use his Disney knowledge. Yeah. And I think that that's what really was important, was that he found this position that, you know, I mean, again, going since the first days of Disney, experiencing it all and then being able to do these adventures by Disney trips and tell of his experience and I think Kevin's a very good storyteller mm-hmm. so I think no that question. this is you know, a matter of someone falling into the right position and Pete kind of trusted me because right. I know in his mind he went oh no no I did not dead weight no, no, <laughs> no, no not at all honest to God not for a moment you know what was what 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 is very evident working with Kevin um that what the reason I think ultimately 
that you fit in so well here and it worked out so well. Uh, you love nothing more than sharing your passion for whatever it is with other people and watching them catch on, watching them. I think that's very get true. Um, and I have seen it. I have seen it whether it was selling cruises or adventures by Disney or Louis Vuitton. Um, you and and it's not about money. It's not about I'm going to get something for me out of this. It's I love this and I want to share this with as many people as I can, and I want to see them understand and get get it the way I understand it and get it and I want to see them love it the way I love it and you're like a Pied Piper and you look at these trips that Kevin puts together these adventures by Disney trips these cruises these different things that you put together and anybody who's been on one of these adventures by Disney trips in particular with us will can vouch for this that that's exactly what the experience is this is kevin that italy trip last year is just such a brilliant beautiful example of it these are all things kevin had experienced on different trips and he said no we got to be here we got to go here we got to do this we got to do that he made adventures by disney upend the trip and change the hotels and change the restaurants and you know all of this stuff to create what is, to this date, for me, the best ABD trip I've ever been on. And that's because he infuses so much of his passion in it. And on that trip, he finally got me with the Louis Vuitton. <laughs> he finally got me with the But that's really where I saw it. You know, just that's, you know, and that is why this whole thing started. This whole thing started from sharing passion. Something we love and we're passionate about. And, yeah, we've been able to turn it into an awesome business and a really cool business. But at the end of the day, that's what started it. That's what fuels it. And the people who are able to share their passion like that are the ones who do well here. And so I think that's one of the, one of the many reasons, other than the fact that you are brilliant and very, very good at what you do. Um, is if, if you're selling something, Kevin's the guy you need to get on board and then just, just leave him alone. <laughs> leave him alone and let him do his thing. I never thought my Disney knowledge was useful mm. or, or valuable. Mm. I never... I never thought, I just thought this was geeky crap that I knew. I mean, I didn't think anybody else cared. Um, and I get asked all the time, well, you know, you lucked out and you stepped into this job. And I think to myself, when I first met John, we were selling our crap on eBay. I mean, this was not, I mean, we weren't living the high life when we first met in 2001. And I don't mean to make it sound... I don't want my story to be anywhere near as sad as Craig's. <laughs> it stops raining. Well, I think tough. you're good. <laughs> but, I mean, we have worked really hard right. to turn this in. And I'm not talking about just us. I'm no, talking as, as a, a group, mm -hmm. as a company. We have come extremely far. Mm -hmm. There has been some very lean years. Yep. And I think a lot of people assume that we've always been successful and have been chugging along. There's been a lot of lean years. And if you want to know about the podcast, when we first started doing this, and you said we're going to do a podcast, and I thought... All right, which six people are going to listen to us this week? I was assumed it was going to be my mother and father, and you know John's family and your family, and even they didn't listen. Exactly, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. But I remember the day because you had talked, you and Bob had talked about doing video, and I think my joke always was, "I'm going to do it in a beekeeper's uniform." <laughs> I don't want to be on TV. I don't want to be on a, a video. I don't want people to see who I am. Um, and for the longest time, I wouldn't let people post my picture. I remember that. But yeah. that's because I was going into restaurants, and I've told, you know, I've 
said things on this podcast about chefs and their food that I don't want people knowing who I am when I sit down because I don't want nobody spitting in my food. Um, so I was very uh, cautious about not being seen. And then they said, we're going to go to video, and if you want to keep doing it, get on board. And you think, you know what? The first time, the first week we were nervous. After that, it just sort of kind of it, it was scary thinking about it though. When he said we were going yeah. to video, scared for all of us. I don't want to do this. Yeah, I don't know? ever really want to be the center of attention. I don't want to be that person. Yeah. And this has been surprising. So, and I like it. I like. I love the fact that I get to talk to people and meet people, and I've met some really great friends mm-hmm. doing this. Yeah. And, you yeah. Know, I mean, that's been the best part. People always the, assume that we're like you know living in one big podcast house. <laughs> you know, it's like the teachers let, oh, live at school, right? Yeah. And I just want people to know that I don't see Corey or Teresa unless it's here or we're at an event. Like um, it just I mean, we don't see each other. We, we, just, live yeah. in, we live in opposite parts of the city or the area we live in, and we come together to do this. Well, this is just a not a small thing, but it's a small portion of our. Our world for for most of yeah, us. For most of us, most of us, yeah, this is a a part of our job. It is yeah. not our job. It's not right. the end all and be all. It's not the thing that we twenty four hours a day are focused on. Right. But it's an important part of what we do. So yeah. we do put the energy into it. So, all right, let's talk to you. Mr. So I just oh, want to say Corey. one more thing. Oh. I just want to say end your segment. Uh, oh, thank that's you, right, Corey. Don't end my segment. I just want to say thank Don't you. Don't end my segment to both of you. Mm-hmm. I'm the luckiest guy alive. No, we feel the same way. It's true. We feel the same way. Mr. Martin. Yeah, I want to hear this. Corrington. You've never heard of before? I don't no. think I have heard your story. Seconds. No, I, um, I'm from the West Bank of New Orleans. I was, That's a great story, John. I was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was brainwashed Disney from an early age. We used to uh, skip Mardi Gras and uh, come to Disney instead. You know, the, everybody's had a New Orleans for Mardi Gras. We were at Disney. So I was definitely brainwashed um, Disney um, all my life. The Mom or dad? Both. Oh. Both. Um, actually, the entire family. Uh, it, we were all Disney fans. The um, there was one time at uh, at River Country that I, I remember telling my dad. Well, I don't remember. My dad tells me the story that I came down one of the slides and I saw a lifeguard and I said I would love to do that. I would love to lifeguard at Disney. That would be so much fun. And so fast forward, um, I'm in college at LSU uh, studying graphic design, and I saw a flyer on the wall in 1997 for the college program, and. This is when you can still do the college program just in the summer. You didn't have to skip a semester of school. So I was able to leave. So I went to the interview, got the job as a lifeguard. So summer 97, I came here and worked at Blizzard Beach as a lifeguard. Loved it so much. Came back the following summer of 98 and met Julie at LSU. She, her and her girlfriends were moving into the apartment right next to me and my friends. They were freshmen. And we started dating. And I told her, I said, look, I said, once I graduate, um, LSU, I'm leaving. I'm going to Orlando. Um, I'm picking everything up and just going. I said, you know, and as we kept dating, I said, why don't you come with me? And I said, I, I'm not going to be able to pay for your out-of-school um, stuff because I'm not going to make much money. Um, she did. She picked up everything and left. We, you know, diploma in one hand, U-Haul in the other. Uh, we were working together at a, at a restaurant. We saved, saved our tips in a jar and just to save save up to buy furniture like cheap furniture like you know, went to service merchandise and bought like you know the, the cheapest service things we can but yeah but we we saved up enough money for the u-haul i think our first month's uh, rent 
and some basic furniture and we came here and I didn't I didn't have anything in my career set so I used Blizzard Beach as my stepping stone so I went back to Blizzard Beach started working there as a, as a lifeguard coordinator it's a step above being a lifeguard but you're still uh, walking around you get and you to smell your own strap yeah <laughs> <laughs> I smell your own strap <laughs> I don't know what that means yeah. <laughs> the people who don't listen to the first show are going to be yes and I had you know I had a it was fun it was fun working at Blizzard Beach but you know a year went by and I said I am just not doing anything with my career I I felt like my brain was going to mush I'm you know lifeguarding on stand some days talking to lizards it's just I'm like, <laughs> I need to do something so I got my portfolio got it all together and I applied for the Disney Design Group they were they had a job opening they uh, sent in my resume at first 400 people sent in their resumes and then they cut it down to about 100 um, and then they cut that down to about 50 people um, 50 or 100 people to send in their portfolios and I sent my portfolio in got down to the interview process of 12 people um, at the Disney Design Group, and they hired two. I was not one of them. So I went back to Blizzard. Thank God. I went back to Blizzard Beach. My, you know, kind of kind of thought I was going to get that job. I didn't. So I said, I can't. I, I got to keep moving. So I ended up picking up a newspaper and looking in the in the job description ads, and there was a Back in the day when you did that. There was an ad yes, for um, Internet Assistant. So I just started circling things, and, and I called. Uh, I think I had to, yeah, called, and I forgot how I got you my resume, but it was it was here. It was with Pete, and I went, and um, it was an actual real job interview, not at a restaurant. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> did you dress up for it? I did. Mm-hmm. I dressed up. I had my portfolio and well, everything. Well, it is, it is at what is now the B Resort. It was the Courtyard by Marriott. It was Grosner. Oh, Grosner. Yep. That's right. That's, it was Grosner. And uh, I, had a, I had a conference room in there. And I must have... And the, uh, mind you, folks, this was three weeks, four weeks after 9-11. I'm the, I was the only game in town hiring. It was the only game in town hiring. How many people did you interview? Oh, I'm going to say I probably had 30 interviews over two days. Wow. Um, and Corey's interview was, I want to say, about toward the end of the first day. And I looked at his portfolio, and I knew I was going to hire him. And I felt really bad for the people I had to interview the next day. Because unless... God himself walked in. Uh, I was, already you know, I've already made my mind up. Well, what's an internet assistant? What was your job well, description? Yeah. <laughs> what's your job description? <laughs> right? Why does one know? Because he was hired from an ad. I just well, was interested to know what. We, what had happened, okay, 9-11, it looked like this business was done. Um, the entire travel industry in Orlando just completely dried up. And we're all sitting around looking at each other like, okay, what are we going to do? I got on the phone with one of the, uh, one of the uh, hotels that we worked with in downtown Disney, uh, Courtyard by Marriott. It's, it's not the courtyard. It, it's not the courtyard now, but it was used the old B Resort. And I said, uh, look, I'm dead. You're dead. Let's do something. And we worked out this like really incredible deal where it was like Monday or Sunday through Thursday, $29 a night. And $99 a night in the weekends. And we couldn't sell them fast enough. We couldn't sell them fast enough. And I credit that deal with saving the company. Because 
it gave me enough money. Uh, we made enough money from that that I could keep making payroll. And just barely. Just barely. Payroll making, being... Um, well, that, first of all, I want to say this was one of the scariest things was that we were hiring, quote-unquote, a real employee. You know, we were bringing somebody on who wasn't already part of the company, who right. hadn't come in through a different channel. Well, we'd already done that. We'd already done that a couple times. We'd had Lisa. We'd had Nathan. Um at that point that we had hired these people but um Corey for me it felt like it was it was like this kids. was the next step because we were hiring someone who was like a professional well this was for a, a specific Corey? job well, and, and i like the fact that he had graphic design experience but we needed an assistant we needed somebody to help out in all so that was answering phones everything you know <laughs> processing reservations wow. uh you know helping update the site doing all that stuff um, obviously, it didn't take long to realize where Corey's talents truly lied. Um, and, you know, he really became more about developing the site. And, uh, you know, my sister Lisa was working for us at one point. My niece Melanie was working for us at one point. Um, but that's when he came on. So that was October of 2001. 2001. This year, we're going on 14 years. 14 years. Yeah. Started working out of your house. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, 10 to 6. You called me 10 o'clock, Corey, because I'd show up at 10 o'clock. <laughs> yeah. 6 o'clock, Corey, because I'd leave at 6. Yep. But then I started bringing, you know, I, I'd, I'd go and I'd work all day. And I'd, I'd, you know, I'd go home. I'm like, shoot, I still have stuff I need to do. So I started bringing the computer with me. Like the desktop. The big old the yeah. big desktop. <laughs> I started was bringing it home the with me. Um, and then finally Pete's like, you know what? There's no point of you coming here anymore. So just take all the equipment. I even took the desk and everything. Mm-hmm. Said, just start working, working from home. And you needed that furniture. Been doing that. Yeah. Really? Uh, He's got furniture. Been doing that ever since. And, you know, the, uh, I think, you know, job description, it's, I think I've touched every part of this company once, you know, uh, no matter. Well, if not, it's a, a, not, not every part. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll keep it that way. The, uh, <laughs> Yeah, but you know, it's I've learned a lot. You know, I'm very thankful. I'm very grateful for this. This is you know, it's life changing. And you know, the fact that I had this goal of that wanting to design for Disney, and I ended up, you know, designing and working for a Disney website unofficially, which is the best. Um, it's it's unreal. Fourteen years. Yeah. I always think if I ever had to go for another job interview, what would I put down that I did? <laughs> Very difficult. It is, yeah. You know, look, some people in the company do have very specific job descriptions, but uh, a lot of people don't. A lot of people, it's, you know, you are where we need you. And, uh, you know, what uh, that that can be looked at any number of ways, I guess. But the way I look at it is that, you know, I've got a lot of really talented people that can shift gears and switch hats like on on a dime and get it done and get it done well. And uh, that you don't find. You don't find everywhere. So, you know, I look at it like that. I know they probably like a little more structure to their lives, but I like to keep them on their toes. At first, I would have said that. Yeah, I would like to know a little bit more what I'm going to do today. today. Now I don't want to be... I would rather just do what needed to be done. Have the freedom mm-hmm. to move around because it also mm-hmm. makes it a lot more interesting, at least for me anyway. Now, see, I, like, I got the best of both worlds because I do have the structure of having an actual office to go to and things that have to be done in a timely You're manner. the only one that does. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Yeah. But we I also... Couple. We have our, our payment team yeah. that is yeah. structured and there's a couple people. I like that there. part, but I also like the other part of coming here and the travel agent. You can kind of weave it all in and mm. 
do that in your own time. So, you know, but I love the, I love my little structured world. Don't mess with it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't throw them up. <laughs> All right. So let's talk to you, John. All right. Well, our stories are very much intertwined. Very so much I so. I assume you're going to, to jump in when I get things wrong. <laughs> oh, no question. <laughs> Which I will. Should be, should be used to that with <laughs> well, being correct. I have no memory these days. I, I can't remember anything. So by I think that's because he doesn't have to. That's so very so, true. so he forgot the promise about you you could spend thirty thousand on Louis Vuitton in Paris. Oh, you know something? We joke about I have a Louis Vuitton addiction. No everybody knows that. I think if I told John this is what I want, John would go, Done. All right, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, that's another thing. But I think he doesn't have to remember because he'll turn to me and say Right. What I have, was I have very good people in my life who help me stay on track with remembering the, the stuff details. that I don't have to remember. But uh, my Disney-ness started with I was going to school. Um, out of high school, I went to a two-year college and did very, very poorly. As a matter of fact, I am surprised. Oh, it's, <laughs> I it's, it's so hard to, hard to believe that, uh, honestly. Because it was an extension of high school. It, yeah. was a, it was a community college. It was a lot of partying and a lot of fun. And I'm surprised I walked away with any kind of degree. But I had a degree in biology, of all things. And uh, what year was this? Nineteen sixty-five. I don't. It was before they kept rack, track oh, okay. of records. <laughs> before there were any kind of years. Um, Just after Quest for Fire. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and I went to work. I was working in different areas of technology in New Jersey, and landed a job at Nabisco. Of all places, right? The food manufacturer. The National Biscuit Company. Exactly, National Biscuit Company. And one of the things that was made clear to me at the time was, if you want to get further in this job, in this career, you have to have a four-year degree. So I said, okay, I'm going to get a four-year degree. And I buckled down, and I went to school at night while I was working full-time during the day. And I graduated with honors. I was atop my class with a degree in chemistry and a minor in biology. And uh, as a reward to myself, I decided I was going to go to Disney, send myself on a trip to Disney. So myself and a good friend of mine went to Walt Disney World. It was of these days when you can get like the $69 a night package where it was all inclusive and you stayed at the Caribbean beach. And it was fun. We had a good time. But it wasn't like, oh, I have to go back to Disney. I'm calling to go back to Disney. Time progressed. Uh, I came to terms with my sexuality, and I had started to meet people, and I went on the internet, because apparently that's the only place I can meet somebody, is <laughs> on the internet. <laughs> Once you meet me, it's all over. It's all over. <laughs> so I went on the internet, and I met Pete. And I think it was, I'm almost afraid to say, I think it was like CompuServe. Or AOL. Was it AOL? AOL. Oh, it's America my Online. stomping ground of choice. <laughs> Watch out, people. <laughs> uh, AOL. <laughs> um, not anymore. <laughs> I think that's true. Verizon just bought them for right. $4 billion. <laughs> so, uh, you put a ring on it. I put a, he put a ring on it. So um, <laughs> we met, and Pete had a very, very high... Uh, affinity for Disney. Very, he was very much a Disney fan, and I sort of put up with it because it was it's kind of the thing you do. Oh, that's great. Well, how long after the you met on the internet did you meet in real life? I mean, how quick no, does that happen? It was, yeah, it wasn't a few yeah. weeks. Oh, okay, a okay. few weeks. Yeah, and um, so Pete's 
your love of Disney, his fanness of Disney, was kind of like something, all right, fine, we'll do it. And he was planning trips, and he had charts, and he had things he was working out. <laughs> Color code. And he'd be on the phone late at night with his friends, and they'd be talking Disney late at night. And I just thought, okay, whatever. <laughs> what the hell did I get myself right. into? <laughs> so we had our first trip, and I think that's when the light went off. That the light bulb went on and said, oh, my gosh, I really love this. And I think it was because his passion wore off on me. And I could see how excited he was about it. So I became excited about it. And I got to see the things at Disney I didn't see the first time. The details, the technology, the, the things that were there. So uh, we bought Disney Vacation Club. We started to go to Disney multiple times. And during the course of that, you had started the site, mm -hmm. the Diz. And the discussion boards came along. And we were planning a, another trip to Disney. And at that time, my career had tr transitioned. I had been working in the uh, field of science, and I had transitioned into computers. The Stop looking at your watch. I <laughs> wow. <laughs> He's like, got to be somewhere. Better. Um, I had taken a position that was, I know, was um, an overlap between science and computers because computers were just sort of getting kicked off in businesses and I had a little bit of experience in it. So I took a job and I went and I got uh, more experience in that and that became sort of what I was doing. We were doing freelance work where we were building applications on the side. So there was a lot of you know sort of overlap there and Pete was doing the website. And at one point we, just, we were uh, making a trip, plans to go to Disney and I said, um, when we go on this trip, I'm going to put in my resume and see if I can get a job. Thinking full well, they don't want me. They want someone who's got, um, you know, who's going to be uh, dressed up like Mickey Mouse or Goofy or someone who's going to, you know, sell glow sticks in the park. They're not going to want someone you with could my... could have been Pete. Like Goofy's friend Pete. Oh. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> so I was planning for, you know, this to be a bust. I brought a resume with me. And lo and behold, during the trip, there was a job fair. And in the job fair, the back of the job fair was a thing that said um, technology, for information technology. Put in my resume. During the trip, three phone interviews, two in-person interviews. Mm -hmm. Before we had left, we had the offer. They were going to send us down here. They were going to pay for our travel. They were going to put us up in temporary housing and give us a job. And was accepted i accepted a job in information technology at walt disney world and pete was like well you know that means i have to leave my job and i'll let him sort of take the rest of that story from there but one of the things that happened was working for disney my love of disney shifted at first i thought it wanted to be the behind the scenes kind of person and see all that stuff and then i realized no my job was to be on the other side i was supposed to be the person who experienced it and was showed was the fan of it so the fact that we were working on something else at the time and putting together a company that was going to sell disney travel and was going to uh talk about disney and support the fan community that was more enticing to me than actually being a cast member mm. so it was actually right before uh the millennium i was working on the millennium project at disney where everyone had to worry about their computers switching from 1999 oh. to 2000 <laughs> and they said well everyone's got to work new year's eve 1999 and i said well that's stupid because <laughs> nothing's going to happen yeah. nothing bad's going to happen uh, i'd quit right before then and really in earnest had worked the um 
the travel agency aspect of our company. And then that was what I had sort of focused on and took over that. Hmm. Well, you got How's it right. In a nutshell? You got it right. You I, got it right. You got it right. Not to correct anything. <laughs> Good thing there weren't dates in there. because Yeah, really. Wrong. Well, that I can remember. I can remember most of the dates. But, um, yeah, John's story and my story obviously intertwine uh, very closely because uh, we, were, we were together as a couple when we started the Diz and Dreams. And, uh, you know, for me, Disney was not really a major part of my childhood growing up. Um, you know, I don't really distinctly remember going to see certain Disney. I, you know, I remember things like Bedknobs and Broomsticks and things like that. But I wasn't like, oh, my God, I got to go see a Disney movie. I had a friend growing up um, who used to come to Disney every summer. And we'd come back and tell me all the great stories. And I wanted to go in the worst way. I wanted to come to Disney World in the worst way. But my parents, you know, hardworking, uh, you know, one-income family, and uh, couldn't afford it. Just plainly couldn't afford it. And, I mean, we did great vacations. They always made the most of it. But Disney wasn't really on the radar. And I said, when I'm old enough and I have my own money, I'm going to go to Disney World. <laughs> and I was working for a government contractor in Tinton Falls, New Jersey. Um, and I was working on a project for them that required this very specialized software. And the company that manufactured the software was having a conference down here. And I got one day to myself in Orlando. I said, this is it. I'm going to Disney World. And Epcot was my first park. Um, and I've, I've shared on the show before that I am a recovering alcoholic and drug addict. And uh, at that particular point, I was, I want to say about three years sober, two, two or three years sober. And uh, I remember walking into Epcot and saying to myself, look, you know, kind of just like looking how everything was so much larger than life and clean, and friendly. This is what I drank and did drugs to feel like. That the world was great and the world was perfect and it was, you know, safe and there weren't all these other things. You know, I... I certainly have a story. I'm not going to go into it here, but I certainly have a story. And, and aspects of my life, I can relate with Craig. There were certainly aspects of my life that were less than ideal and certainly not very magical. Um, but, you know, for me, it almost felt like that first trip to Disney, like it was breathing this sigh of relief, like I'd come home, I guess, is the best way to describe it. And it just set something off. And I decided, okay, I don't care what it is I have to do. I don't care what it is I have to do. I'm getting back here. And I'm coming back for a real vacation. Now, at that point, my mother was working for Sheridan as a housekeeper at the local Sheridan meet in town, New Jersey. And she got the, uh, she was able to get the friends and family rate, which was $69 a night at the Dolphin. And... I had left working for the government contractor and was now working as an intern at a uh, drug and alcohol treatment center for indigent teenagers, indigent adolescents, at the New Hope Foundation on the grounds of Marlboro State Hospital in New Jersey. And so I was making, I want to say, $13,000 a year in that, in that role. And, you know, with my tax refund check 
and a bonus that I got when I left the government contractor and saving my pennies, I was able to hobble together enough money to go on this trip. And I mean, literally, I had money doled out for every single day. There was a certain amount that I was allowed to spend each day. I had it in paper clips and put it in the safe. And it was all in cash because I didn't have a credit card. And it was, it was life-altering for me. That was my opportunity to really just kind of have the whole experience. And from that moment forward... The, it just it really did feel and does to this day feel as though the energy that I put into addiction transferred over to this. And that's something I think people need to understand if you're dealing with addiction yourself or with people in your life. That energy, it requires an enormous amount of energy to do that. I don't think people realize that. The amount of energy it takes to maintain an addiction is sometimes Herculean. And addicts have that energy in abundance. And when we stop, that doesn't go away. That energy is still there. It's all a matter of how we choose to channel it. We can channel it for good or we can channel it for bad. And for me, I found Disney at the perfect time and it allowed me to channel my energy into that. And so, yes, it was obsessive, compulsive. No question about it. Yes, there were many midnight conversations with my friend Neil, who was my travel uh, my, my travel partner and we would go through the brochures and the books and call central reservations and change our reservations and change our flights and can we add a night here can we do this can we do that we would have a plan down to the minute of what we were going to do each day of our trip how long was it going to take to walk from spaceship earth to wonders of life and how long would it take to get on the ride and how long was the ride and how much could we fit in in a day it was crazy but it was the basis, ultimately, by which I, I built the Diz. And when the Internet came along, in popularity anyway, um, was uh, 19, you know, 1996. Uh, it started, you know, I started getting more involved on the Internet. AOL, certainly a big part. I was already on AOL. That's how I met John. And I had, uh, I had decided, uh, I had gotten a job working for UPS, in their, in their IT division in uh, Morristown, New Jersey. And I was in the training department, and it was a job I absolutely loved. I loved the people I worked for. I loved the people I worked with. And I had just been dabbling around, playing around with websites and stuff because it was cool, using front page, the Microsoft, <laughs> for those who remember. Um, and I had mentioned to people I was working with at UPS that I was dabbling around in websites. Well, this got to the ear of one of the upper-level managers, who had decided that you know they needed an internal website for all you know uh, the support staff, which was like several thousand people in five different locations in three states, and they wanted me to do it. I didn't want the job. I was very happy in training, and I really didn't know anything about web design. But I had more experience than anybody else in our department because I'd actually built a website. Didn't matter if it was any good or not. Um, and I wanted, you know, I wanted a career. I expected to have a, a, a long career with UPS. And that's a company where you just don't say no. So somebody suggested that to, like, hone my – because I was, I was freaking out. Like, oh, my God, these people want me to do – I what do I do? And somebody suggested build a website for yourself, something you're interested in, that you can hone your skills and get your – you know, kind of work out all that stuff – and then take what you learn and apply it to what you do 
on this project. So I built a small Disney fan site. And I will never forget the morning that I discovered the log files. <laughs> and, oh my God, people are coming to this site. And the sense of panic that fills me to this day. There are all these people coming to the site, and I don't know who they are. And I, I've likened it before to the, the feeling of your house is a mess, and you get a phone call from a friend saying, I'm 10 minutes away. And you've got to run around and hurry up and clean up. And I've been hurrying up and cleaning up for 17 years. And that's how I started the site. And it just kind of snowballed from there. And then when John got the job working for Disney and I had to leave UPS, I said to him, okay, then I'm going to try and make a go out of, we was going to build a web development company. And in order to pay the bills while I was trying to get that company started, we started selling advertising on the Diz, started selling hotel rooms and making money. I'm like, well, wait a second. I'm making money here. Let me follow this. Dreams Unlimited came next. And, you know, that was 1999. I started the Diz in uh, June. of uh, Actually, it was late May of, of 97. We say June 1st, but it was actually late May. Who and came we up with the Dreams Unlimited? The, the name was our business partner, Donna. Her oh, okay. daughter actually had oh, okay. come up with that name. But the, you mean the actual concept of the company? No, the, I just warned them about the name. The concept was you yeah. guys, yeah. yeah. And it was a completely different concept at the time. You'll appreciate this, and our agents listening will appreciate this. Donna was going to tra- was going to handle all of the reservations. Yes. <laughs> Donna was going to process <laughs> them. Funny. It was naive. Book them. Yeah. We were very naive. <laughs> and then we would give them out to our agents to then you know, work with clients Deal to, it, to yeah. do itineraries and stuff. And we quickly found out that that was overwhelming. Exactly. But, so. you know, this, um, you know, the story, the story for me has always been, and I hope always will be, just follow the passion. Just follow the passion. The money will come. The money will take care of itself. Somehow, the money seems to take care of itself. And I don't know if that's everybody's experience or just mine. Mm-hmm. But... It has, certainly, it has certainly been the way of it for me. And something I am eternally, eternally grateful for. And I don't say that lightly. I don't say that to be cute or to be flippant. I am eternally, eternally grateful for this, for what I get to do, for the people I get to work with. And the fact that all of you who listen and watch, listen and watch, and come to the site and visit the boards and, yes, do business with Dreams Unlimited. That's why I get to sit here. That's why we all get to sit here. And it has changed our lives. It certainly has changed mine. I know it's changed everybody's, I think. And the experiences, the places I've gotten to go, the people I've gotten to meet, oh, eternally, eternally grateful. And I do not let one day pass, not one day passes in my life where I don't remember that. And I don't think about that, how blessed and lucky I am for what I have because I have been without anything I have been as low as you can go I have knocked on death's door I should be dead I should be dead several times over and believe me there were times I worked very very hard to do that but I'm not I'm here and I get to do this and I am you it's your fault I am. I am eternally grateful. And with that, thanks everybody for joining us. We hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back with you again next time with another edition 
that does unplugged. Get us out. <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs>